0: everyone this is another episode of that record got me hi i'm your host rob elba this is another mixtape episode where we invite a special guest on to give us a mixtape of songs that they specially curated and without further ado i'd like to welcome my dear friend my best bud mr sam Fogarino. welcome to the show back to the show sam
1: back to yeah i'm like this is number three yes it episode is number three. three
0: and just yesterday i was actually i was talking to someone and he brought up uh the knack uh your knack episode that he did and how right much he enjoyed it and how great uh how great that album is all right so for any of you who don't know sam he plays for interpol their seventh studio album the other side of make-believe is out now on matador records produced by Flood and mixed by Alan Mulder. So I want to, I got to ask you a little bit about that because that's, Yeah. I, I just, well, I want, before we get into anything else, it's cool, right? That you're, that you're getting to be in a studio with these producers. Like, you know Flood and then you're getting produced by Flood and that must be really cool for you, right?
1: It's amazing. <laughs> the true. two, it, it's great. I mean, we, we did the third record with a co-producer, and he was awesome, but I, I didn't know who he was prior to working with him. His name's Rich Cosby. He's, he's really well-rounded. I mean, back in the day, it went from Fiona Apple, Apple to um, Mastodon. Oh, right.
0: Okay.
1: So he's a really incredible guy. But I didn't have that, like, fan boy thing. Right. Because I didn't know who he was, but yeah, Dave yeah. Friedman and Flood. I mean, that just goes back to, you know, my 20s and Fantasizing what it would be like to work with these guys, right? And um, they're both—they were both incredible. But since I talked about David a lot, so yeah, flood <laughs> a—he's he's really witty. He's really—he's not dry, and he doesn't take himself too seriously at all. But then he—he he hears things that I—I I, I don't know how. Right. He—he like he tunes he, he the, the reverb in the key of the song like everything every triggered effect be it on the guitar or whatever is always going to end up by the time it gets into, into the computer it's all going to be in the same key it's all going to resonate harmonically <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> that's insane yeah. and then you could really tell if like you take it away and it's not like you miss it but then when he activates it it's like there's this something extra right dimensionally there you know but you wonder yeah. like
0: how does he hear how does someone even hear something like that right yeah
1: I, I, you know, all of the engineers I've known, like, feared the, you know, outboard delays and reverbs because they were so complicated. Right, right, right. They can kind of just dial it. he writes parameters, you know, he'll go home and program the thing. And it's like, those. it's harder than any plugin, than the most complicated plugin, you know, this old hardware. But just, and that's just a, 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 a... a part of his process thats not his genius at all right he's just good with getting you to do way more than you'd ever want to right without yeah. you realizing it yeah with you wanting to get it done and he would sit in the live room and just sit there and nod his head it was always really positive if he liked something that any one of us did and we called his eye he would just kind of nod as if to say remember that right and it's all really, really kind of open, really loose. But when you listen to a playback, it was so much more uh, progressed than how it was being uh, arrived at.
0: Right. Yeah, that's great. So that's that's what you want. You was getting like the magic, like that, whatever that studio magic yeah. is that you want to get. Yeah, I remember we were t- we talked a little while you were doing it, while you were going through it. And you just sounded like you were just having a really good time and you were really up about it, which is great. That's what you want to be, right? Yeah, and Instead of like totally. miserable.
1: <laughs> no, it's awful. It's hard enough to to be in a band for, you know, 20-something years. But then when you're making a record, you just don't want... because Everybody's so sensitive because of what they're doing. Yeah, And I think everybody kind of felt a little bit of pressure because of his gravity. You know, I mean, he's worked with... He's just made some... He's produced like Nine Inch Nails. He was involved with, I believe, part of one of his biggest records. Yeah. And like smashing pumpkins and run U2. Right.
2: right.
1: And like Depeche Mode. Yep. And uh, New Order. Like New Order, War on Drugs. Yeah. That's, and that, I I like that. Yeah. It was was easy to trust him.
0: Right, right. But yeah, yeah, that's great. And he's working with little old Sammy and little old Interpol. So look at that. uh, Yeah, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I asked you, I asked you to put together mixtape. Didn't take you that long. I I knew you would agonize it over a little bit, but you you came up with a really uh, I feel like a really great list and a really great list for you because as I, I was listening, going through the songs that you picked and did it, I you know I said, oh yeah, okay, I, I know why <laughs> you know I know why Sam picked this and I I, I know whatever where his head was at, and uh, yeah, it's great. So let's just uh, let's just dive cool. into uh, let's let's dive into this. Uh, you opened up with something I think we had mentioned. You just you know it's funny this it happens sometimes where you rediscover a song right you'll hear and you go Do you realize how great <laughs> Alfie Zane by Cheap Trick is from Heaven Tonight? Uh, do you know how great it is? And it's like yeah it is great. He goes no no you're like no but have you listened to it lately?
1: <laughs> it's insane. It's I mean it insane. sounds very relevant. It doesn't it doesn't sound dated at all
0: no no and it's great and it's funny i was even confused like at first i thought it was from tripolis and then i forgot that it was too. on heaven oh really that's funny yeah <laughs> i kept looking for it right it's like no that's not where it is <laughs> yeah it's on heaven tonight but all right let's just do a little bit then we'll talk about alfreda zayn here among us who feel their lives are a joke and for you we sing this final song for you there is no hope what do you need right <laughs> what 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 more do you need yeah
1: you don't need anything else <laughs> um yeah so i, I was especially thinking... musically so what's going on the whole false entrance the whole false start right the whole like that could be anything Yep. you know it's kind of genreless and timeless, and then it goes into this kind of nice plotting dirty rock song, right? Right. Which could easily transpose to like, like death metal, or, yeah. or like sludgy. It could be tuned down to sea. right? Well, it, <laughs> it would work. It wouldn't fall apart.
0: It, it, it's so funny thinking like li- when when I listen back to Cheap Trick, sometimes you forget how noisy they could be. You know, because you think of them as just writing these really, you know, great pop songs and slick, but they, they could get like the beginning of this. They could just they could get really noisy and like um, totally. And and it's just it's such a it's it it could so easily a song like this, like about you know ostensibly about suicide and right. you know sort of like mock heavy. It could just be like you know, just taken and uh, not taken seriously at all. And just like right, as a right. like meathead, like, so like just like a meathead song, but right. they just have, they just had this, this certain magic where they transcended all that. And it's just great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. His singing.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> that's it. One of the best, would you agree? One of the best rock singers ever,
1: ever, ever dream, please. Yeah. Just, it's, he, it's like Bowie esque like his range and uh, intensity, like it's so... imperative
0: yeah and and i don't know if you've seen them like recently but he still sounds great. He still got it He yeah, still no, got it. it it's
1: insane
0: yeah it is insane and from what i hear i know i actually have a friend that that tours with them, does their monitor mixing and he said he he really works at it like he does vocal exercises every night and he works on his voice and you could tell that because he's just got this this mastery of it to be able to just like balls to the wall scream and not right. blow out his voice ever just sound great
1: Screaming to, like, to crooning.
0: Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Such a, yeah, just a, just a great rock singer. And, uh yeah, just such a great, I mean, that, that's one of the, um, Cheap Trick is just one of our uh, touchstone bands, right?
1: I would say so. Yeah. I mean, that was, like, after Kiss, like, which was my first band, you know, it, it merged into Cheap Trick and then to the Cars.
0: Right, yeah, that, that that's great. That that's me too. The same thing. It was Kiss and then Cheap Trick, and it's so funny because when Cheap Trick, when I first heard them, I, I uh, Budokan. I heard the couple of the first couple songs with Budokan. I was just also kind of getting into punk, and I thought they were punk. <laughs> I said, okay. Yeah, well, that's.
1: I think that's what the noise aspect. Like, I think they embrace, yeah, like all sides of the coin, right? You know, because it's like they could. Sometimes it sounds like the buzzcocks,
0: right? Right? Yeah, exactly. And and it could be really raw, yeah, right. Uh, 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 But then I saw pictures of Robin Zander in the white suit with the and I was confused, you know. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and then the, the pretty yeah, he was handsome and the pretty boy bass player. Right,
0: exactly. And then you got the other
1: guys, Buddy <laughs> Carlos and Rick Nielsen. Kind of, they could be punks.
0: Right, and uh, Buddy Carlos. You know, I was thinking about that. Would you, I, I would say, would you say he was somewhat of an influence on on, on you and uh, as a drummer and everything? Probably in Massively. some way, right? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. The, 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 did it did it did it yeah exactly okay yeah that's just like the shit <laughs> it's so because it keeps it keeps the rhythm going you know it's not just a you know intrusive kind of drum feel that kills the pulse of the song right it's like stutters through it's it's melodic kind of
0: yes exa- exactly exactly that's it some exactly.
1: kind of you know indeterminate there's no pitch but there's a it's musical
0: right all right, yeah, so it, I'm, I'm glad we uh, we brought up punks because this brings us into the next song you picked, which I was really, I was excited that you picked this because I didn't know, I, this isn't one of the things I knew that you would maybe be in your wheelhouse immediately. The damned, you picked the damned, smash it up. And I, I assumed I did smash it up parts one and two because I figured, yeah, that's got to be what it means.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: but let's listen to a little, we'll get the whole beautiful intro to part one and then a little bit of part two. Let's listen to a little bit of smash it up. Might as well almost listen to the whole thing already. All right, so tell me, why this? Why did you you pick uh, this? Why why is this?
1: Well, over the years, I mean, the first person that I met that really liked them was you. Yes, correct. Yes. (laughs) And so I would get, like, little bits and pieces, but my curiosity towards Pixies and Sonic Youth, which were current bands, just trumped certain, like, kind of... uh, you know of the established right. you know, bands that have been around for like 10 15 years right but then you know that that french version of jet boy jet girl yeah
2: bam mon mon
1: whisky Every now and again, it's just like, oh, my God, that is so fucking perfect. And in French, it's perfect. It, it's really, the language really adapted itself to that song. But then that reminded me, it's like, the damn are really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, right. This yeah. thinking of, and so we just did a tour with Spoon last year. And Brit Daniels, the singer of Spoon, had smashed it up the 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 second version that's like part two right yeah like when it gets into the song proper right you could play that have that playing before there's went on oh nice <laughs> and then i was just like oh wow what an incredible song
2: yeah it, it,
1: it just
0: it, it is and and here's the thing that i always that 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 drew me into the damn and i love is because you could listen to it and go is this punk? How is this punk rock? Like, it's, a, it's got this beautiful, like, instrumental opener. And then even when the song comes in, it's more like a mid-tempo kind of good pop song, really. It it, it yes. really doesn't sound cliche punk, but it is. And, and it's just so that's great. The attitude and, is there. Yeah, and, and that's the thing I always love. That's why I always love my punk rock to be, like, anyth- mm-hmm. you know, to be surprising and something like, oh, okay, this is punk rock too, you know? This is punk rock.
1: Well, that's like will you stop saying that you know, the punk rockers of the seventies didn't know how to play their instruments. Oh, right, yeah, exactly. it's so such a common thing. And that's just the it, to me, that's like they were post punk before there was punk. Right. Yeah. Before it was like established, you know, kind of you know, global genre.
0: Most of the bands most of the punk bands we ended up liking the early ones were that, right? They were yeah. yeah.
1: They always had something more to it than just a, you know, kind of an oi band or.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. They had a a cleverness. They had a sense of humor and they had an angularness to them and a musicality to them. That wasn't like meat again, like like meathead punk or, or hardcore. We could get into that, too. But right. I, this is the this is the stuff that, at the end of the day, this is what I go back to, is stuff like uh, that.
1: Yeah, and it's what people, I think, younger people are very interested in, too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, as they should be. And, all right, great. So now we go, so you had mentioned the Cars already, and I know you, just knowing you, I know the Cars loom large. And oh, yes. you picked a great song from a great album, and all I'm going to say before I play this is that people should never forget that Rick Ocasek was a suicide fan, a huge suicide oh, yes, fan.
1: He he produced them.
0: Yes. Too. And he, and he loved them and he was, yeah, he was into weird shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I think all those guys were.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you picked a uh, panorama, the title track from panorama. We have discussed this before, but let's listen to a little of panorama. Yes. Oh, good. Here's the thing. It's in a way, especially con- when you think of their first two records, it was so weird and strange. But there were, how, how many hooks were there in just this little opening part I played? It's like 10 different hooks going on. Oh, there. yeah.
1: Everything is valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is an angular song, though, too.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: But that's the thing. Like, they couldn't, I think it's in his DNA. Rick Okasek. Okasek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just like he just can't not be good. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or it's just like it's always going to be catchy. It's always going to be or maybe just worth it. You know what I mean? Like real ear candy.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, th- just a little guitar things that Elliot Easton, which I know we can, you, I know we could both yes. go on forever. He's about phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal in every little nuance and thing he'll throw in. But I, I was curious, like when you, you were probably, you were obviously already a fan of the Cars and the first two, I mean, they put out like a, a perfect first album and then they put out a second album that's just as good as the first, but you could think, you know, where they go. Uh, is this basically going to be them? And then they come out with this album, which is so different yeah. and weird. But uh, what did you think? Like as a young, so you were obviously a young kid, and you got it. But what did you think? Uh, what did you think?
1: I thought it was cool. as fuck, right? <laughs> because, because it is. I, good. It partially because you were it's a them cool kid, too. <laughs> and uh, you could hear that they're pushing the envelope. Oh, totally. Yeah, hundred. And I remember hearing the song "Touch and Go" on the radio, and like. Gravitating how big the kick drum sounded Oh, okay And like could really hear these details And uh, You know, I really love synthesizers too And that's the whole thing They knew how to blend synths and rock guitar Like no other
0: Exactly,
1: exactly And going back to Panorama Like Elliot Easton's final guitar part Before he does that ripping guitar solo That, That muted arpeggio kind of thing Right That he's picking That's sick Yeah that's so brilliant. I mean, that could be an RPG synthesizer. Right, 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 right. I mean, it just... And even when he like... Yep, yep. That's
2: it. He does that,
1: yeah. They created... like I like that it's like... That song's very blight. It's very... Maybe it's because when that song was my favorite, like I grew up in, you know, you know where I grew up, in West Philadelphia. Right. So it has, I hear the blight that I used to live in.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And that whole, yeah, the, that's kind of over that whole album, too, which is, which is what's cool. another thing that made it cool is that it was that it was dark.
1: It was very dark. Even give me some slack. You know, it's just like, <laughs> right? it, give me some slack because you're going to hear how dark the rest of this record is. That's where it's going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So you.
0: Picked a class song, but you went a little—you uh, went a little outside the box. You picked Mustafa Dance, which is basically yes. was the B side to Rock the Casbah, and I know why you picked this because uh, a Topper. I mean, <laughs> because of Topper, right? Of course, yeah, and yes, because be- uh, yeah, and, and because it's brilliant and it's just awesome. But let's listen to a little bit of and it's, uh, it's
1: all him. Yep. Oh
0: yeah. Hundred percent.
1: Yeah.
0: who doesn't know when when Sam says that's all him he's not just being flippant saying oh well that's you know he basically came up with everything no that is literally all him because he did he was in the studio by himself the other guys weren't there and he basically put all that shit down there
1: down there yeah the 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 piano piano yeah
0: Yeah. and and he he just (laughs) built this song just because i had some good ideas he built this whole song without any lyrics or anything just the the music and that's why this version is so cool because you could hear how insanely musical it is it's just like one
1: guy yeah yeah it's not it's really not even the clash until you know the you know, with the vocal version and the guitar stuff, of course. But that version just shows you the the bed in which he created. Oh, it's my sick. God.
0: Yeah, it is. It's sick. And here again, we're getting back to the thing where this is what I love about punk rock, that it could be this. And this could be punk yeah. rock,
1: you know? <laughs> it just, yeah, the attitude, you know, and the audacity. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah, the audacity. And, you know, people forget, and I feel like I forget, too, Combat Rock. What a great album Combat oh, Rock yeah. is. It's such a great album.
1: It is a very underrated class yeah, record.
0: It is, it is, because yeah, you have uh, obviously London Calling, like everyone, you know, everyone loves loves London Calling. And then Sandinista they did, which is like audacious and over the top and too much, but there's totally. so much great stuff. But you you forget, oh well they did this one album, Combat Rock, and it and it actually had some big hits on it, but it's such a great album, it's like it's, yeah. they they were at they were literally at their peak where they could do no wrong almost, and they could just yeah, they would just they, show up and just make magic,
1: well, the funny thing is it's like everybody was you know kind of up in their own ass and doing a lot of drugs, yeah, and <laughs> funny <laughs> enough that the the guy who gets kicked out for being a heroin addict is the only one at the studio that one day, yeah, exactly, but apparently <laughs> <laughs> but the rumor is as soon as Joe Strummer walked in and heard. He picked up his guitar and started singing. Yeah, yeah, because he couldn't. So just like
0: good on him that he wouldn't say, "Oh, what, what the hell is this shite?" You know, this is not nah. good on him for recognizing. Oh, okay.
1: Exactly. No. I'm going to yeah, do something oh, with this.
0: <laughs>
1: just getting right into it. So that's why, i too. Like another thing of this remix or this, you know, edited version is, you could later in the song after we you faded it out his isolated scream.
0: Yeah, 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 right.
1: And it's just so you hear the excitement and how, like intense it is. Yep. And it is it is a fucking fun song, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it, it's great. It's so great. And it's so... I could imagine, you know, it was a, it was a B-side to a 12-inch, and I could imagine them just putting this on in this club where people... Filled, maybe people who didn't know shit about the class didn't give a shit, and I'm sure everyone would be still be out there for it.
1: because Oh, yeah, that's how, what they did. They, how you they not were. They mad. were. Yeah. Well, uh, like, where I grew up, it was like you had the kids into rock music who wore flannel shirts, right? Wranglers and Converse, and then the kids who like dance music, who wore satin jackets right. and designer jeans, <laughs> but there was always, like, a couple crossovers, and that was one. Right. right. Like, everybody, just everybody liked that song.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: that's great. So great. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So now we uh, change gears a little. Uh, you picked a Killing Joke song, which is great, and you picked a little Later Day one, which is great. And it's just here's the thing with Killing Joke. I mean, I'll I'll play it and we could talk about it. But I know I know part of the thing with Killing Joke is just the the raw power of what they put forth, no matter what it is. Right. Yeah. 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 No matter what it is, if it's if it's if it's a little cheesy or it's this or it's that, it doesn't matter. It's this heft. It, it, It always has this heft behind it all.
1: That's exactly right. Yep.
0: All right. Let's listen to a little bit of chessboard. (laughs) So the, what a chorus, man! Oh,
1: such a beautiful chorus. It
0: is. It's beautiful, and and just also that riff, that opening, that riff, that guitar riff is just so like fierce. And I'm I'm glad. So you picked this is from 1986's uh, "Brighter Than a Thousand Suns," where already some people were saying, "Oh, they're they're getting they're
1: done." Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Yeah, what, what's all these synths and these keyboards? But it's like it, it, it's like no, and and it's funny because. Later, this is something that later, when you revisit, you realize, oh shit, no, this is this is still this is, yeah. This is good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. It's very layered. It's so good. Yeah, it, it 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 uh it it definitely ages well. Their older sure stuff ages well. Yeah.
1: And that's kind of a pre. It's just, it's a it's a kind of prelude to where they go with when they got a little heavier.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, because that's it. That that's what I meant. There's always you always had that. It it's in like yeah, in Jazz Coleman's of, it's in his lyrics and is in his delivery that heft is always there.
1: It's Jordy's uh, guitar playing.
0: Yo, yeah, yeah. And, and His guitar playing and and his sound, which his that's sound it's one crazy. of these things. They they're a band that that their sound is uh, such a big part of who they are, you know, they're just uh, the way they play. Like you know, you know, no one else is is gonna cover a Killing Joke song and sound like Killing Joke.
1: No, no, it's impossible. He 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 plays the like the Devil's Triad a lot. Oh, okay. And that that start, that that uh, that you know that it's there's a lot of open strings. Yep. And I'm kind of going over my own head, but then the <laughs> the chord structure is. With those triads, okay, you know it's like he is, and he explains this in a in a in a documentary, and he just like kind of strums the chord. And it's that thing. And there's an otherness, and it's kind of creepy.
0: And it's like and right, sinister. and it's like his sound, right, and it's like it's, his sound, yeah,
1: because yeah. he does it well. like yeah. he just does it well. Yeah. Even Jimmy Page was a guest in the documentary. Oh, nice. Saying how much he loves, he's like you know. There's something sinister to them,
0: right? Right. Yes. Which, of course, Jimmy Page is going to love the uh, sinister yeah. Concern. Well, that's what he was <laughs> self admittedly going. Yeah. How could I not like this? Exactly. That's great. Um, all right. So we mentioned Sonic Youth before. How could you not? How could you not throw in a Sonic Youth song? It, it, it's uh, such a big part of people of a certain age when when you were coming, uh, discovering new music and everything, Sonic Youth was one of these bands that just kind of uh, rejiggered our brains a little, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was just (laughs) like, what the, what the fuck? And I remember joining the Holy Terrors, like January of 1990 around this time. It was like 33 years ago.
0: Oh, right. Yeah.
1: So just as I joined the band, I saw them on, I actually think it was the David Sanborn show.
0: That's what I'm. That's what I was thinking, David Sanborn. Yeah.
1: And they did. I think they did Silver Rocket.
0: Yes, that is it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, you could probably find that on YouTube. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's amazing that 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 they could put that on TV. They allowed that on TV. Somebody <laughs> was like, "Yeah,
1: right, we'll have these guys on." Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's it. That's what I mean. It's kind of this is something where we listened to, and it was like. It was like noisy, but there was still this like very attractive musicality to musicality it. Musicality to it, yeah, yeah. There was,
1: it's methodical, you know. It's not just everybody thinks it's like kind of noise and squawking, but
0: right. And 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 it's just at the end of the day, it's just so cool. It's just so cool I, sounding that you just you just felt cool cooler just listening to it. <laughs>
1: Exactly. <laughs> right. And it's two guitar players, too. That's so rare.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, that
1: was the beauty of them being polar opposites, and it just did this thing.
2: <clears throat> yep. All right. Let's listen to a little bit of uh, Disappear.
0: Yeah. when it works like this it's just beautiful it's like the definition of a, a beautiful noise right
1: it is yeah. totally it's so well thought out
0: it's so yeah and it's so visceral like I know you're a you're a lyric guy. I'm a lyric guy. But with yeah. Sonic Youth, a lot of times I don't even care. I don't care <laughs> what the lyrics no, are. So Sometimes I'll read them after the fact, but it really doesn't matter because it just sounds so good.
1: Yeah, it's kind of dreamy. He has Thurston Moore has such a cool tone to his voice. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good delivery. Right, exactly. In contrast to the, you know, some of the noisy stuff. But they know how to be, you know, our old friend and old bandmate Dan hosker he he used to have these epiphanies they were amazing because he'd get really excited right (laughs) and he he was like you know with sonic youth it's not an effect it's the actual music they're playing oh right and when you add like some delay and reverb and distortion then it's just brought to another level and it kind of made so much sense because I used to think well that's a cool pedal how they do that. Right, exactly. And now they're playing this weird fucking <laughs> tuning on it's their guitar. Right. It, it, it's what they're actually playing, not
0: what they're it's playing. It's what they're actually the
1: playing that gets amplified exactly. yeah, and yeah. affected and like that's the point to even with an angular song, it's all there. It's like in what they wrote. So they could play that on acoustic guitar. They would still have that. I was just thinking, I was
0: just thinking that same thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And
1: that's it. That's what makes brilliant music.
2: Yes. All
0: right. Let's stop saying, I don't like, I get uncomfortable using Thurston Moore and brilliant uh, too much together. So let's get, uh, let's get off that. I got you. I got you. Yeah. All right. Um, So speaking of lyrics though, built a spill. You, which I was kind of surprised, although I knew you were a uh, Built to Spill fan, and I know you've you've given me Built to Spill records before. I, I I know I have at least one or two that I've gotten from you, but this song "Carry the Zero, I didn't. I, I I obviously knew this song, I remembered it, but I didn't realize how great the lyrics to this song are.
1: Oh, they're brilliant. They they are. And, they're brilliant, and, and, and they're heavy. Yeah, oh yeah yeah it's a heavy because yeah. it, it's
0: about mistakes made and opportunities mixed uh, missed. missed and and all that all that is in there uh let's listen to carry the zero <laughs> Aside from just the song being so brilliant, and everything. One thing I love, which which is something Built to Spill will will do, there's one just one quick verse, and then it just goes into this guitar solo that sort of takes over. That sort of hijacks yeah. everything for a bit.
1: <laughs> it does. It's great. It's kind of Neil Youngish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's so he's such a good guitar player too. Like, it's so well articulated. Like, it's in that first note. He slides into that first note and the beautiful sustain. It's like, yeah, yeah. That You have to know what you're doing. That's <laughs> control, <laughs> do. man. That's like, he's doing that. It's right. not anything else. And it's just so beautiful. And then, like, after that, really the metaphor for this being a fuck up. Oh, yeah. And, like, and, bringing uh, junk home and, you know. Right. You can't fucking add.
0: Yeah, right. And I <laughs> and just and I know when I'm reading the lyrics, I can't be your apologist very apologist long. Apologist, I'm surprised long. that you'd want to carry that on. Count count your blemishes. You can't. They're all gone. I can't see your response putting them back on. I mean, how closely can you relate to these lyrics, Sam?
1: <laughs> I think being on both sides of that fence, man. Right. Like just right. looking at someone and going, "What the fuck? How do you still breathe?" Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> or being friends with somebody like that but then uh, you know I know I've been that person too right,
0: right. yeah yeah. which is good I, I feel like that's a lot of uh, built to spill songs they're very plain. I mean he has a very plaintive way of delivering and they're very earnest and uh, the whole outro of the song you know and what you've become uh, what you thought was dumb it's mm-hmm. a, a fraction a of the fraction sum a fraction of the sum yeah um, I mean...
1: Poo, oh, yeah. A fraction of the sum. That is... Poo. Wow. <laughs> that's good
2: stuff.
1: It's because it's so beautiful, too. It is. It's just so well said, but that's... it's song is so heavy, but then it has this... Uh, these weird little kind of... Contradictive parts. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like bubbly and uplifting. You know, almost pre... Almost country-ish.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I hadn't heard this song in a while, and when you uh, when I made the uh, playlist of the songs, I listened to this song three times in a row. Just over yeah. three times in a row. <laughs> it's
1: that good. Yeah, it's good.
0: So thanks for that. You're and uh, and now and then you brought Ooh. things down. Yeah. Oh boy. You <laughs> you brought. Uh, I, I'm. I don't even want to talk. Well, I'll play a little bit of it, which is really unfair because just playing a little bit of it. You're not getting everything. Maybe at the no. end of the show I'll just play the entire thing, but this is yeah. Lullaby by Low. Mm-hmm. It's so all just starting. drums haven't even come in yet. But I know what made you. So were you in a certain place or something? Like what made you just put this song in in here at this time, at this uh, juncture well, in your it's life? Just, it,
1: it's in you know homage to to Mimi Parker. Oh okay, all right. Because she passed. She passed away. Yeah. Just the... Uh, Couple, yeah, so but
0: there's a heavy. You know, it, it's funny, and I've talked about this before on the show. There's some things you can't separate things from songs once something happens or you know something, and it sort of adds to the heft because this was already like such a uh, such a heavy emotional song. But I feel like that fact just adds that much more to it and makes it that yeah. much of a heavy experience.
1: Listening You're to blasted it. with her reflection. Yeah,
0: yeah, right, right.
1: And it's just like that's a, at the crux of of her man. It's like so raw.
0: Oh my god, yeah, it, it
1: is so. It's almost uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, that, and, and, that yeah, that's what I was saying when I listened to it. And and of course, you have to sit, and it's almost like. Should I just, uh, I'm going to sit and listen, because this whole song's like nine, over nine minutes, almost ten minutes. I go, yeah, I'm just going to sit here and listen to this whole thing. I'm going to do
1: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it gets really, it, it jams out at the end.
0: Yeah, it does, but it's great. It does, you know, at the end of the day, I, I talk about music all the time. I have a music podcast, but this is why we listen to music, and this is why we love music, right? Because it does, totally. It, it it like does this to us, and it just, makes you it brings you into this different place that you weren't in before and whatever you know maybe it puts you in a somber mood not necessarily you know down uh, depressing not even necessarily depressing just like very
1: melancholic just reflective that's it it's so it's uh you know people say that you know that maybe one is empathetic to music but i think Sometimes it's the music that's empathetic to you.
0: Ah, okay.
1: You know what I mean? Wow, it's that's like good. He,
0: that was pretty heavy, Sam.
1: <laughs> well, it's the truth because you're just looking to be filled with something.
2: Right.
1: You know, or like that the impossible understanding that you can't get from another human being. Yeah. And that but it's a human being saying, Hey, yeah. Check this out. Right. And it's not a competition. It's like it's like a bed to lay in.
0: Yes, yes.
1: You know, it's like open arms. It's not like I have it worse than you. Right. It's like, oh, come in here. (laughs)
2: That's it exactly. (laughs) You know,
1: wallow and it's just and but at the same time, she has this grace to her that you could see her Like, like. holding a child that's crying, that had a nightmare. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or that fell down and cracked her mouth open. Right. How she would have, you could hear it in her voice. Like there's something that, like she's expressing this like really depressive state of being. Yep. Um, reflective and heavy. But it's also like you can switch it around. It's like it, it there's something maternal about it. Yes. You know, like. And,
0: and beautiful and ultimately. Beautiful like and really just like
1: beautiful. being, you know, lying on the breasts of the mom. There you go. All is okay. Right. But yet she's conveying like this. I mean, who knows what the fuck was going on in her life?
0: I know. Lullaby. But lullaby was not supposed to make you cry.
1: That's it. Yeah, that's fucked up. Man. That's like <laughs> really. <laughs> oh, God. That just gets at you. We all want. We all yearn. Right. Right, right, yeah. Uh, feel this spot, don't let it burn. all that this beautiful metaphoric thing to quell like emotional pain. yep. Well, you know,
0: yeah, well, thanks for bringing that though. that was a that was a great bit. <laughs> pe- no, no, I'm being sincere. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not <laughs> I'm, I'm being sincere. I'm saying really, really, thanks for that.
1: Uh, yeah, and, and
0: now song. talk about changing gears. I got to hear your story of El Mateo (laughs) a un policia morizado. (laughs) Did I say that pretty good?
1: Yeah, man. I can't say that. (laughs) I'm reading it, and I still can't say it.
0: Well, the song is Dos Galaxias, and let's listen to it now.
2: Mi amor por vos se ve tan grande Tan grande como dos galaxias Mi amor por vos se ve tan grande Tan grande como el amanecer Tan grande como dos
0: I'm going to leave it playing a little longer because it's a really great song. But, all right, I need oh, no. to know, how does gringo, gringo Sam Fogarino from Philadelphia come across the Argentinian indie rock band from La Plata, El Mato a un Policia Motorizado? How does that happen?
1: Well, this guy's band is very popular in South America. Uh-huh. Aha. Yeah, kind of so... I was in a car with Paul and uh, Brad, our bass player, and there's a woman who calls herself Pink, who um, is a rep from, I think, the promoter of the festival we were playing, but we've, we've known her for a couple cycles now. So she, we were all going out to dinner, and she put it on in her car, and I was in the back seat with Brad. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. What, what is this? But And I waited because every every little element that kind of creeps in is is perfect. Right. And it, it immediately caught my ear. It's like, this is... What is... Do I know this? Right. Is this... what? Is this old or is it brand new? Like, I yes. And then it's just like even right down to the fucking snare drum sound.
0: Yeah, it's just and That's and it's great. Perfect. It, it's so exciting uh, discovering, right? Isn't it? You hear something and sometimes you will almost get get over excited because you're like is it really <laughs> this good? Is it because you just because sometimes it just you hear it at just the right time and you're in the right mood, you're in a very receptive mood. But, uh, right. and you hear something brand new and, and it's great, right? But yeah, it is. It's just really great. It's a great song. Uh, it's it's a like very a dynamic.
1: Yeah. Really well, again, like very well thought out. And the production is, is really good because everything, everything's kind of loud. Right. right. <laughs> but nothing gets on. The snare, snare drum sounds so good. There's so much space for it, but it doesn't step on anything. Ah,
0: uh, okay.
1: Okay. You know what I mean? It just creates, like, there's this. I don't know. It just seems like they're on the, the periphery of a big, big circle, you know, right. that's open, that where everything breathes. And then his voice, like his voice transcends language. Yeah. Yeah. He just has this beautiful, you know, lacti, almost lackadaisical delivery. And then yeah. that chorus is just.
0: Yeah. Wow. It, it, yeah. It, it's great. It, it's really great. And it, so how did you uh, remember the name? Did you go and like find it on YouTube? Like, how were you able well, to Well, I that?
1: asked, I asked Pink. I was <laughs> like, "What? what is this? What are we listening to? She's like, oh, and she says the name really fast. Right, and of I was course. Like, hey, what now?
0: You're like, I didn't get that.
1: <laughs> and then Paul said he had heard him before and he loved, he liked the name because it's, I think it means I shot, uh, A motorcycle cop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, El Mato. I think that would be I Killed.
0: Uh, uh, Un Policía motorizado. Okay, so kind of dark. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like,
1: wait. So that was kind of, although I can't pronounce, I can't read the name, I can't pronounce, I'll always remember it.
2: Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. So then the next day at the festival, Pink introduces me to the singer.
0: Oh, nice, nice.
1: Yeah. And Pink translates. She's like, "Is uh, no, he said my English is for shit." And I was like, "Don't feel bad." Right. <laughs> I can't even say your band's <laughs> name in Spanish. But um, you know, I just said like, you know, really nice to meet you. I was like, you guys are incredible. Like, you're very, you know, transcendental. Like yeah. you. And <laughs> Pink, couldn't, she's like, she couldn't I translate that. was a little that. long-winded <laughs> with it. Yeah, she's like, sorry, Sam. Like. <laughs> yeah. I can't do pretentious English.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, that uh, that was great. That was just a, a really nice surprise, and uh, it's great to hear. And I love, uh, I love hearing. Yeah, that and they're
1: new. Like you know, that. they're current.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at us. Yeah. Listen to the current things.
2: Oh,
0: uh, <laughs> big boys, right? And now we go back. Yes. Now if we go from current back to back to. Uh, <laughs> Our roots, I would say. Whole. <laughs> yeah, well, this is our shared roots, and and this is something I wanted to touch on too, because at the end of the day, w- no matter what beautiful music we listen to, we need we need our raw, visceral rock music, right? That's that's oh, gotcha. too loud. That's screamed too That's screamed, and w- we need that, right? Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) that's what you need to hear. And uh, right now, yeah, Sam needed to hear rock music by the (laughs) Pixies. That's right. that's just some rock that's some r-a-w-k
1: that is (laughs) yeah and it's fucking bent though
0: yeah it's it's still bent yeah and i didn't know like are the genius lyrics right because i had no idea whatever what he was saying and then when i went to see what the lyrics were i had no idea if it's right or if that is what he's saying but uh yeah that's it it's great
1: what is he saying
0: your mouth's a mile away. That's what it said. Yeah. Your mouth's a mile away, which makes sense. When um, re- okay, maybe he is saying that. But I had I never in a million years thought that's, that's what he was saying.
1: I always thought it was like, <laughs> "Come on, get, exactly. out yes, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> get out of the way." Yes, me
0: too. Exactly. Get out of the way. Your mouth's a mile away. Bad, it actually, but does sound that's very that's very Black, that's very black it. Francis. <laughs> <It is> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right.
1: I got a broken face. Your mouth is a mile. You know. It, yeah. You can almost. Extract some lyrics from any of that period and put them together, and they'd all still kind of make sense. Yeah, they make sense. And,
0: and yeah, and and we have, like I said, we have the, the this shared things. I remember exactly when when this album came out. It was the new Pixies, and it was, it was exciting. And you hear this, and yeah. it's just it's just well, you. It, I remember it, you. Exciting.
1: You go. This is Sammy. You, you're gonna love this song. Yeah. <laughs> And, and it, we were all in the car. Right. Like, the whole band was in the car. We were, I guess we were going to rehearse. I don't know why we were all in one car, though. Right. <laughs> but we were, and you had the cassette. Because we were a band, and, and that's what bands that's did, right. did in the 90s. Well, <laughs> and then I hear this come out of the speakers. And back then, it was just like, oh, yeah, this is, like, yet another song I wanted to hear. I didn't know how it went, though.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: Like, if you hear those elements, like, of all that stuff that you you like, you know, you come from more traditional rock music and you like loud guitars and screaming is cool, but then to hear it uh executed in, in that way.
0: Yeah, right, right. It's great. And what and like hell? I said, it's something that you need that that you need at the time you hear it and you and even to this day, sometimes I need that's what I need to put on in here.
1: Oh yeah. Right. And he's good for it. Yeah. He'll <laughs> we'll give it to you.
2: Yeah, he will. He'll give it to you.
1: Um, and, I mean, the Joey Santiago <laughs> too. But, like, another, you know, the, lastly, like the last comment on this is, like, although it's dissonant and loud and noisy, like, it's still very musical.
0: Oh, right, right, yeah. Like, it's
1: all consonant, like, with he, At the end that, of the day. that Joey is, like, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah,
0: crazy. It's good stuff, and that's, uh, you love it. And, you love it. And, all right, so you went... To Midnight Oil
1: which surprised
0: me a little although they're great and I love Midnight Oil and this is from their fourth album 10987654321 which was released in 1982 Sam picked only the straw
2: When I'm locked in my
0: The sound and the ferocity. I, I read a review. Oh. Uh, David Frick uh, said this album sounds like the end of the world turned up to 10. And, and that's, that's them at their best. That's Midnight Oil.
1: Man. Yeah, that song's relentless.
0: It's relentless. And it, yeah, it, all, it begins and ends with uh, Peter Garrett and his delivery where you where you feel everything he sings you feel it and you don't even half the time i don't know what the fuck he's singing about but it's like yeah i'm i'm on board
1: this is another one though like that's his brutality like just uh, honest speak to me i'm not spoken for i'm dying to talk i've been broken up and shaken down like yeah and him just saying like come on right (laughs) you know right when I'm locked in my room, I just want to scream. Who hasn't felt that? Right, yeah. it's great. And then the the outro too. It it goes into this beautiful, like expansive, melodic strums with these uh, lead guitar melodies, and it's just so. And it goes back over the top, but in this other mode.
2: Yep,
0: yeah, and the same thing, Uh, two guitar players, they're a band that utilizes the two guitar player thing, like, perfect. Yeah, they do. So well
1: executed. Everything is hinged upon either side.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, good rhythm section, too, though, man, that drummer is a beast.
0: Yeah, actually, this song uh, was written by the drummer, Rob Hurst, and the guitar player, Jim Mottini?
1: Yeah, uh, him. um,
0: Yeah, him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the drummer
1: wrote a lot of a lot of the songs.
0: I saw that he did. Yeah, and and just a great just a just a great band. I mean, uh, s- such a good band, and I, I love. I always forget there, Midnight Oil is one of the bands that I forget about for a while, and then I'll get back yeah. on, a, on a Midnight Oil kick.
1: Well, they just got so beaten to death, like it just got really forced down everybody's throats. Right, right, right. To the point where I mean, God, you know, beds are burning. You couldn't get away from it. Right, and that kill, that kills bands. Like they e, e, they get frozen in that.
0: It's true. It's almost, true.
1: You're almost resented because, but it's not their fault. They wrote a fucking good song that everybody was, you know, head yeah. over heels for when they first heard it because yep. it's incredible. But then it always makes me go back to this record with with only the strong and um, oh, power and the passion. Yeah. The
0: power and the passion. Yeah.
1: That was the first video I ever saw of them.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: And then Dan Hosker said, you got to hear only the strong. Yep. That was that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's some fierce shit. And we love that. We love our fierce uh, singles.
1: (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. It's just like, it's going to, it's going to bruise you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I love it.
0: All right, so you ended you ended the list uh, on kind of a somber. Did you plan, I know, because now there's a lot of David Bowie because we just got the anniversary of his passing, and did you plan that, or did you just pick this one, uh, this song?
1: Uh, and I inadvertently planned it. I was going to pick, like, an older song off of, like, Station to Station, and then I was like, know, I want to pick his last record.
0: Yeah, so... Right, off his and, final album Black Star, which every time I read it, I swear it's one of those things that hits me. Two days after its release, Bowie died of liver cancer when, when he had kept his illness uh, uh secret basically to the public. Yeah.
1: And it is lyrically it just talks about his passing. Yeah. And, and oh eventual. my god,
0: what a heavy and, and yeah, this song I remember when this came this came out and I listened to this album and it was it just blew me away. But I forgot, uh, I forgot so much about this song. And this song, again, as Bowie does, light years ahead. And, you know, he's ahead. You know, even uh, even on his dying thing, he's looking ahead.
1: Yeah, he's a genre bender, man.
0: Yep, uh, he's a master. Uh, let's listen totally. to Girl Loves Me.
2: Gina so sounds so titty up this mouth check, say. Party up, moods ninety fella set round on Tuesday. Real bad, dizzy snatch, making all the homies mad Thursday. Papa blind to the poly in the hole by Friday.
1: That's in reference to being on medication and having terminal illness. Oh, right. Yeah. I know that a lot of people have had that, you know, being treated for cancer. Like my mother would go through these like time warps. Right.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Because you're just so zonked out between the chemotherapy and then the pain medication. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's just amazing when you think about it. But still, putting so the one thing that jumped out at me in listening to this again were the drums, obviously. So I'm, I'm Ooh. imagining that's one of the things that drew you to it because there's like some pretty fierce drumming amazing. going on here, Mark uh, Juliana. Yeah, yeah, he's
1: great. He does a lot of solo stuff too, where kind of a, a jazz concept, but it's it's not jazz, right? it's jazzy, you yeah. know, in a sense, you right, know, it's yeah. kind of free form instrumental, but it's, it's really enjoyable. He's a really creative guy. Yeah. And his, and he just could, I mean, it sounds like he's been playing with Bowie for 20 years.
0: Right. Right.
1: And it's he's just, just so comfortable and it's so what's it deliberate. He's so deliberate. Well, you
0: could hear him going for it. It sounds like he's going for it. Like yeah. he's not intimidated that he's doing at all.
1: A and he, Bowie, he right? he's, he's going, for he it. could do it. Yeah. He's going for his. Yeah. And uh, he's just good. he's good man. He's really good. Yep. So okay. that's like all the drums on this record are incredible. Like Black Star, the drumming in it is, is sick.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, it's heavy. This one, another, you know, another example of something. How could it not be heavy? The the weight of of what it is. That the fact that it is his last record and how he put it totally. out. Totally. And it kind of lived up to it all too. And just like in this like haunting monument, final testament to him. Yeah,
1: only he only he could pull it off,
0: right? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like it's it's brilliant because that's what people remember. Like and that last record of his is just so well done. <laughs> he still he takes concept to the grave. It's his. Yep, exactly. Concept is his.
0: All right, I'm gonna put this on Spotify. I'll put this as Sam's uh, mixtape. Really great, really great mixtape list, Sam. You you de- definitely. I feel like you gave it a lot of thought you went above and beyond and i
1: hope you i did i wanted it to time. be relevant to to both of us
0: yeah well no it was it absolutely was and i know i know whatever i give you a little task like this you're gonna take it serious and you're not gonna yeah
1: i oh, totally. half-ass it it's <laughs> homework i'm good at yeah i appreciate it
0: um <laughs> so what's going on you get to i see you guys i think next month or february yeah you're gonna go to uh like Spain and uh, Spain and Portugal, Portugal. Yeah, I saw that. Nice.
1: And Mexico City.
0: Good. Are you? Yeah, you, uh, they love you guys in uh, Mexico City, right?
1: I, I think that's our biggest market in the world.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: I don't want to say market <laughs> either. It's just like our biggest <laughs> city. The,
0: yeah, but I know I, I just seen just seeing on the, on the socials and everything. Yeah. The, the, uh,
1: yeah, it's ma- yeah, it's 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 great. That's great. you know, it's a it's a cool place to be hosted.
0: Well, good. I hope relieved. you're. Uh, I hope you're looking forward to all that.
1: I'm sure. Indeed. you Indeed. Right? Good. good. Yeah.
0: I'm glad you of course. Yeah, well, it was great talking to you. It was great As great Having you on. Let me see. Let me get my uh, business here. This is my second post-stroke uh, show. I actually recorded an episode yesterday, and it went fine. It went good. I. Uh, I didn't. You know. I, I didn't uh, uh, pass out. <laughs>
1: It's good. <laughs> Bang your head on the microphone.
0: No, I didn't. So I think uh, I think it's going to be okay, and I'm good. So I really uh, I really appreciate you doing this. It's Obviously, it's great talking to you. Sam, don't forget, uh, everyone, if you want to follow me on Instagram and Facebook, it's at That Record Got Me High. Also, that Facebook group Got Me High is a lot of fun. On Twitter, it's at TRGMH Podcast. You can email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. All right. Most of all, most importantly, if you're, you've been listening to the show, you've been listening, some of you have been listening for years. I have a patron, i got a lot of awesome, loyal patrons, but if you haven't become a patron, maybe now would be a good time. When the guy, when the host of the show that you like, that you like almost died and, yes. and is not going to be able to work for a while and stuff, maybe, you know, if you want to become a patron, this would be an awesome time to do it. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash jmh. Become a patron of the show. I would really appreciate it. Uh, Even if you do, if you don't, I appreciate all your uh, kind notes about everything. I love hearing from all of you, and I love doing the show. And I will see you all next week. Next time, I'm Rob Elba. That's Sam Fogarino. We'll see you next time.